being able to explain why you're making those decisions to your team and uh, being confident when you do is really, really big deal. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. This is the podcast dedicated to doing marketing differently and business ownership, entrepreneurship, all of it. We're trying to obviously provide value, serve first, make sure our audience has what they need uh, before we just go in asking for a bunch of sales and just like buy my stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we're here to do. So uh, as as always, my lovely co-host, Miss Lauren Lewis. Hey. Hey. And then also Jeremy Teff. Yeah. Yeah. He's third time. Back. Third time, third man. Third time's a charm. He's a third timer. He's no two timer anymore. Right. He's I will third get time. it. I will get it right this time. <laughs> I promise. Uh, we're so excited to have him back on the podcast. We're going to be talking about being a leader in your industry, what that looks like. We're going to dive into that. And uh, yeah, Jeremy's a great guy to talk to about this because he leads quite a bit in his industry. We we talked with him last time about how he's in our fridges. Basically <laughs> all of his products, whether that's beer or, you know, coffee or mm-hmm. are do you design any milk crates or anything anything like that? No, but if anyone's looking, that would be awesome. <laughs> milk I could totally get on some milk you, you packaging. Could do that. Yeah. You could do that. He's been man. doing some cool t shirts T shirts, lots of T shirts. I saw the yeah. new Lewis and Clark, the Ponca one, man. Yeah. That was rad. Yeah, the old Matthew McConaughey, Wooderson. Yeah. You know, so that was fun. <laughs> You did a great job, by the way. We're going to link to this in the show notes. Uh, but you did a great job with the Photoshop of him oh, yeah. standing there with the shirt on. I mean, it looked legit. Most of the time, those are kind of janky when people try to put. You sure. Know, but, dude, that was phenomenal, man. Nice yeah, I was, I, was, I was happy to come across that photo. I thought, man, where would this shirt really fit in? I was like, dazed and confused. <laughs> I love that movie. I love his character. And I was yeah. like, this is totally. I mean, we were going for that kind of 70s retro vibe anyway yeah. with the shirt design. But, um, you know, putting it on the character, I think hopefully that'll help sell more T-shirts than the design <laughs> yeah, itself. Really. They're like, wasn't Matthew McConaughey wearing this in that movie? Absolutely. I'm going to go back and check. Yeah, he was. Sure. Uh, so actually, speaking of leadership in your industry and stuff, it was very interesting because he his quote, I'm trying to think of when, when he won an Oscar for something a while back. He talked about like his hero, like somebody asked him who his hero would be, and he was like, me in 10 years. Sure. And you're kind of always going for that. Is that too cheesy, Lauren? Is that my... It's not too cheesy. Are you sure? Okay. That's a good quote, man. I think it's good, Lauren, okay? I think it's really good. It was a good speech. I I know the speech. I I watched it, yeah. 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 So anyway, it was... I will go back and watch it. You should. You should. Okay. (laughs) But it was... uh, Yeah, I just kind of thought of it. Uh, And then he threw in the all right, all right, all right, Mm -hmm. at the end, which is... Classic. Classic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, all right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to dive into uh, leadership in your industry uh, here in just a second. But go ahead and kick us off, Lauren. Okay. So what are you guys obsessed with this week? Mm. All right, Tev. All right. So this week I have been binge watching the Chernobyl series on HBO, which has been really great. Mm. And I kind of needed to pick me up after Game of Thrones ended so poorly. (laughs) So, uh, I actually read a, a fan rendition of this that has like taken over the internet and I read through it and it makes way more sense. And it, it just brings all of everything together. And I'm like, 
I wish that they would have gone with this version of yep. an ending. And I'm not, most of the time you have those Star Wars people sure. that are like, that, you know, oh, well, this should have been, and I, you never really pay attention to that stuff. No. But this one, this one was a little close to home. I was like, oh, yeah. could have done so much with it, but they didn't. No, it's Anyway, terrible. Chernobyl, yeah. Yeah, so they, Chernobyl's great. Dude, uh, the marketing side on this, by the way, they did it perfectly to launch right after, obviously right after Game of Thrones, right. but kind of in that same vein a little bit, but as a miniseries. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. I love Chernobyl. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jeremy. No, it's great. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah. you know, great type work, too. I love the typefaces mm-hmm. that they use in the show. It's so great. So it's yeah. kind of dorky, but whatever. Hey, and it feels very, I'll talk about it. retro. I mean, yeah. the 80s, oh, yeah, all the costume, like everything they did. Oh, so good. I agree. Well, I know like HBO was predicting <clears throat> that after Game of Thrones, they were going to lose millions of subscribers. And so they had to have something yeah, to yeah. get people back on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did a great job with it. I've always, as a photographer, always loved Chernobyl and like kind of what happened and always wanted to kind of go there. We've done a few little outings where like Pitcher, Oklahoma was a, is a ghost town where they had a bunch of sinkholes and stuff and they have big chat piles and there's all kinds of cool. So we've kind of gone into places that we're not supposed to. So there was always a, a pool of like, I would love to. Yeah, after watching this to, show, I really don't uh, want to go there. Well, yeah, now, yeah, me now, I'm like, <laughs> crap, maybe this will be later on in my life. Maybe yeah. I'll already have some disease that, and I'm like, ah, it's whatever. Yeah. Radiation on top of it is fine. Yes. Whatever. I'll pass. Oh. Hard, hard pass for me. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> I'll look at your photos, though. Especially how one of the guys died with the, with the, all the radiation stuff and all the one of the firefighters. Yeah, like, no. They, they said that they kind of over dramatized that a little bit, but. Yeah, it's a show, and it drove home the point. So. Yeah, it's bad stuff. Anyway. <clears throat> Lauren, what are you obsessed with this week? Um, so I, I do not like the word obsessed because <laughs> after all these episodes, you're I just know, now saying this. It's just oh. one of those things. It's just when I think of obsession, like I can't stop. But <laughs> anyways. Um, so I am more of an introverted person. So mm. meeting new people is not always like the thing that I like to do. Um, but I need to do it and push myself out of my comfort zone. And so one of the ways I did it is I joined a summer book club. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And um, which was really good. And I met some new people. But then it was also interesting books I would never read. I would never pick them up hmm. like ever. Um, so I've been reading this. It's a romantic comedy on Indian culture in the United States. Interesting. I know. I love Indian culture or anything, but I, yet again, this is like a high schooler's story. Like, no, no. But uh, (laughs) I'm about like 90 pages in and I'm like, okay, I see why we picked it when this author is actually really good. And so it's made me appreciate like, you know, trying new things, I guess is the thing. And so meeting new people, Trying new things and getting out of your comfort zone is always a very good thing. So, <laughs> being on a podcast in front yeah. of the cameras, correct, correct. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with. It. <laughs> You're obsessed. You're you are. You're obsessed, Lauren. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, we all want a book that we or TV show yeah. that we're obsessed with and we can't put yeah. down. But True. I don't think that's going to be this book. But I, I, I have appreciation for it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Mine. Uh, I'm going to go. Probably bring everybody down a little bit, but that's okay. Okay, okay here we go. Okay. Uh, so we got back from the beach not too long ago, and our house got upgraded. So we actually got like this massive house, like 10 bedrooms. It was like four stories and nine bathrooms. At the beach. At the, At beach. the beach. Okay, I was like, wow. I need Sorry. to go to the beach and have an upgrade. <laughs> So that, that was at the beach, yes. And so we actually got a private pool on our deck at this house, which was kind of crazy. 
the kids loved it. They were swimming in it all. And the whole time, like, I'm pretty aware, like, I'm very protective in general, especially, excuse me, we have three toddlers, and so there's always stuff happening. Anyway, you know, how about, like, kids drowning and stuff like that. That's always a thing, and people are always putting posting articles and stuff about it. And legit, last day that we're swimming, daughter goes in, she's three years old, goes in, goes to the bathroom, comes back out, did not put her puddle jump puddle jumper thing back on floaties. And uh, so I sit down, and she just, you know, I'm watching the other boys, and they're fighting, of course. And so she run like, is jumps in, not paying attention, kind of looking there. Wife is on the phone, kind of like cliche. And we're kind of talking a little bit, and I look over, and she's in the middle of the pool, and she is, like, kind of going under. And she's oh, just kind of, like, hands. And there was, like, a moment I didn't even, wasn't even think I had mentioned. I was like, Jane. And then I jumped and, like, dove into the pool. And then we were kind of up a little bit. So, like, jumped down, jumped in, and, like, immediately thought, like, there was enough time that I was like, I'm going to get to her and she's going to be limp. And I just was praying, like, yeah, because she had been in, she was under enough. Pulled her up out of water, and she coughed up water, and wow. she was okay. But that was just one of those moments, and it was kind of like, as weird as it is, like I had already been looking at some of those articles about what what it looks like when people are drowning, and people don't think it's sure. what, what they, it actually is. Um, and so it was like I was already kind of like, and then after that, then I became even more obsessed with like reading articles about <laughs> making sure people don't drown and like what that looks like, and like parents and kids, and mm-hmm. so I've become like an advocate for making sure that your kids don't drown. So anyway, yeah, yeah now that's real serious. You know, that is so. super serious. <laughs> so weird, it's a weird thing. We've all been it, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my wife, she is the, well, she's like, well, she was a lifeguard. Oh, so she's like multiple yeah. jump ins with like fully clothed with our boys in the mm-hmm. pool, just because like, you know, I'm, I'm a little more relaxed. Like I'm like, let them, they're not, you know, I can, I can see them. They can make it to the edge. Nah, mama's in, you know? So she's kind of, you know, she's the watchdog around the water and you know, she does a great job. So I'm probably too lax, but my question to you is Uh you went to the beach. Yeah. Why are you swimming in the pool? So, so this was this is a, this is a thing for me because like when I took my kids to the beach yeah. for the first time, they went out and they put their toes in the ocean uh-huh. and then they went back to the pool and I was like, why are we at the beach if we're going to just swim in a swimming pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I always wondered that. So, so it's like, I think so ours was always go down to the beach, swim in the ocean for a while. You hang out at the beach all day and then come up. And like, okay. kind of relax in the pool a little sure. bit. So it sounds so bougie. I mean, my it's thing so was like, bougie. hey, if, <laughs> if we're just going to swim in swimming pools, let's go somewhere like, you know, I, let's go to Colorado. I'll get a hotel yeah. with oh, a pool. Yeah. You know, and we need a beach too. So. Well, we, we have not ever gotten a pool, but because we got upgraded, yeah, it was there. You were we excited. Used it. And what's sad is like, our kids enjoyed it way more. And it's actually easier to watch them Absolutely. rather than the whole ocean yeah. stuff. And so I'm sure once they get older, it makes more sense to not have a pool, but they enjoyed it. That was fun. Yeah. Anyway, and nobody drowned. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> that's, that's the key. That is that is. So anyway, hard transition. <laughs> yeah. Holy moly! Sorry, <laughs> that was the one thing that came. I was like, yeah, I've been thinking about that all about drowning. Just, just uh-huh. you know, it keeps. I don't know. Facebook was listening to my poor daughter, you know, and they're like now throwing all these articles <laughs> up at me, and they're watching. Yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> they are. All right, so Lauren, kick us off with some quotes about leadership here to kind of get us into the deep water. Sure. <laughs> So I think when we talk about leaders, we think about a lot of um, like who we admire and everything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but we also talk about the traits of a leader. And so I found one list that I kind of liked um, because they're not, um, I don't know, not all of them are very typical. Um, so one of the eight characteristics of an effective leader, and um, this is from Inc., said self-awareness. Okay, yeah. Um, decisiveness, fairness, enthusiasm, integrity, knowledge, creativity, and imagination, and endurance. Hmm. It's an interesting list. It really was. And yeah. I actually really liked that. Um, I even liked the fact that it said knowledge, which I think a mm. lot of people are like, well, if they're a great leader, they can do whatever. And we've seen a lot of leaders just fail because they don't have knowledge of the industry. They've been placed in a position that they're not supposed to be in. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also loved the fact of like the creativity and, and imagination. I think that's something that um, I'm a former school teacher. So... Problem solving is a skill that we really need. And yeah. so I love that when I see really passionate problem solvers within leaders, that's something that always excites me. But. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that like integrity, I'm, I'm okay with this, but it's not like number one on the list. Cause you kind of see that where it's like integrity first and that's, you know, we want to have integrity. Yes. You want to have integrity, but it's not like, I mean, the fact of self-awareness that's huge for sure. a leader. If you're not self-aware where you're at, I mean, that's that's a constant thing with me. And even with our teenager, we talk about, I'm like, dude, be self-aware in this moment. Like, take a step back, look at the situation, look how you are, look what, you know, what knowledge or what information you don't have, maybe, like, ask questions. Like, be be in the moment and understand that there's probably a lot more going on than you're aware of. And yeah. so, um, that I think that's great for self, self-awareness. And that's a big Gary V thing, too. Like, sure. yeah. self-awareness is huge because that can kind of kick off everything. Do I need more knowledge? Do I need to make sure that I have more integrity? You know, what, yeah. what are all the things like being aware of, of who you are as a person, yeah. as a leader? Well, I think this, I think for me, it was like decisiveness was the one that I see, yeah. you know? And I, I mean, anytime that I've ever been in a situation where I've been on a team or something, it's whether you're leading the team or someone else is, it's like, being confident in the leader is someone that, you know, they're going to make decisions. Mm-hmm. They're going to make them quickly and they're going to make them confidently. Yeah. Um, so I think decisiveness for me off that list is, you know, obviously integrity and self-awareness and all that and being creative is one thing, but you know, making decisions is hard, yeah. you know? Yeah. And when you have a leader who, and somebody who does it confidently, it makes the rest of the team follow suit, you know? So I think mm. projecting confidence in your decisions is really important yeah. when you're in a leadership role. Um, and uh, so that was the one that kind of jumped off of this for me there. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Even going, going with that, I mean, somebody who, even if you're not, not fully confident in that, being able to say that and be like, Hey, this was a tough, this was a tough decision, but the reason I made it was because of this. Sure. And it's like, that you almost have empathy in that situation. You're like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be right. you. And then all of a sudden, rather than be like, why did you make that decision? You well, know, I think that kind of opens it up. You know, that's the other thing is that, that integrity and that self-awareness and, you know, with a leader, you know, you have to be able to one to be accountable for that decision. Yeah. Right. So if you're working with a team, like, you know, I've worked with creative teams in the past and I've made decisions on calls for, you know, which way a, brand's going to go in what direction, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, the designer, their job is to kind of see that through. Right. And, but I've made that decision. If the client doesn't come back and, you know, support that idea or they don't like it, like me as a leader has to take accountability for it because, you know, I'm the one who made that decision. Yeah. So yeah. I think accountability is a big part of it as much as just being decisive. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, 
not putting it so much on the team, but taking that accountability as, as the person who made that decision. Yeah. No, that's huge. Yeah. And I think even as in, in the industry aspect of this, right. And I think about some of your work that you've done, I don't know that I would have gone the direction that you went, sure. but then you take that risk and it pays off because clients happy. And then all of a sudden, you know, work is out there and you're like, people know you now because of that work. And that was probably a risk in the moment to like, Hey, we're, we're, this is the path that we're going, right? right? Um, it's going to be different, which is something we talk about on the show. It's like making sure that what you're doing and your marketing and your daily decisions is something different to differentiate yourself and your business and your brand from everybody else, right? And so I, that's some stuff that I admire, I guess, in your work. It's like, it's different, man. And yeah. you had to kind of have that confidence to make those decisions to step out there and, uh, you did. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I think that, you know, like you said, that that making those decisions and kind of, you know, backing them up mm-hmm. with research, obviously, a lot of yeah. those decisions oh, yeah, are yeah. based off of research anyway. So, you know, you have a but, you know, people, if you're going to make the decisions, they want you to be confident about them. Same yeah. thing with clients like your team looks to you to be confident in the decisions you make. Your clients are relying on you to be confident in those decisions as well. Yeah. So, you know, taking that leadership role and, and, and being confident and, you know, being able to explain while you're making those decisions That's is a huge, huge part, yeah. right? You know, yeah. I, I, uh, I taught class at the university of Fort Smith this last semester, I taught a typography class. And, you know, my thing for those students was, you know, be confident in your decisions and be able to explain why you made them. Yeah. You know, whether they're right or wrong, you know, that's, you know, what I do is very subjective. Yeah. You know, I can't ever say, yes, that's right or that's wrong. But at the end of the day, if you can explain to me why you did it and, you know, understand, and I can help me understand why, then, like, I, you know, for you, it's easier for me to get behind it. Yeah. Um, and I think that works in a team, you know, as well as a leader. So being able to explain why you're making those decisions to your team mm-hmm. and uh, being confident when you do is really, really a big deal. Oh, and there's a lot of freedom in that. Absolutely. Too. So giving them permission. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I found another great quote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was talking about good leaders cl- collaborate with their partners, their staff, and their community. Um, so this is by Inc. Um, and teamwork with your clients is is important, but teamwork within your organization is essential. You need your best people working together, sharing ideas, and not being afraid to fall down in pursuit of something new. This means creating a culture of innovation and collaboration. So, I mean, I think it's a, those are, I find to be buzzwords where you're like, we need to be innovative, we need to be yeah. collaborative, and synergy, it's great. you know, synergy. Absolutely. But what does that actually look like? Mm-hmm. And also for some small business owners, they're like, well, it's just me. How do I collaborate? Sure. But that's, you know, just to end it right there, the conversation, there's so many ways that you still can, especially within different industries. And I think, Tef, you've done some of that within community. Right? Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've collaborated with, you know, multiple businesses and other creatives outside of, you know, just Hickory. And, you know, anytime that I've tried to work on a team or, or worked for a team or been on a team, I think for me, it's about like empowerment. You know, I mean, I, I go out to people and reach out to and I put teams together based on me having confidence in those people to do their job because they're they're good at it. Um, explain the direction that we're going to go and then let them do what they do. You know, and I think when you build a team and you empower your your team to kind of create the vision that you guys have kind of agreed on all around, mm-hmm. like that's where you really get the best work and you get people to work for you um, yeah. harder. Right. Because they have a stake in it. You know, they get to kind of put their spin on it at the same time. You know, you're kind of 
setting those guardrails of where you're going and what those goals are. And as a leader, you get to make those decisions along the way. But at the end of the day, I think, I think empowering your team and really backing off a little bit and kind of letting them go and, and, and take it, you know, where they need to, where it needs to go. Um, whether it's with video or copy or a designer, you know, my, when I was working with other designers on a team or leading a team with them, it was a lot of times I, I like them to interject what they want to do. Um, you know, based off kind of the guide rails that we've all, we've all set. And then, uh, you know, helping them massage that to a point to where we can get something to present to the client. Yeah. So, you know, empowerment's a big part of empowering your team. You know, you talk about collaboration, but really for me, it's, it's, it's more about empowering them to kind of get there. Yeah. We, we've uh, even collaborated with our clients in that sense too, of kind of bringing it back around whenever you're, especially in that, in that industry uh, perspective, having, having able, being able to actually talk through ideas with them. Um, and then even with podcast wise, being able to have them as a guest, you know, on the, on the actual show itself. That's one of those things that's kind of like, you're doing this, we want to work with you and we may not be all in the same industry, but it is one of those things where it's kind of like you have great ideas and you have a completely different perspective and being able to, you know, listen to somebody else's perspective and maybe be able to interject that into your business is huge. Sure. Um, and so I think that's collaboration piece, but you know, I'm, I'm going to stick with my self-awareness. You're that's the main thing, right? <laughs> so being self-aware in those moments too is really good. So, yeah. but I mean, to jump off of Jeremy's point, um, and this is a compliment to you, Brian, um, I am Brian's project manager. Um, and so it's always great when the times where he's actually asked me, you know, in this company, what do you enjoy doing and what do you want to do? And I feel like that's very rare in a lot of job sure. positions where people actually ask, well, what do you want to do? Um, and I think that's been a great thing. And it, it does when I've also stated, these are the things that I want to do. I also then have to hold that line as that's well. Right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I chose these items. Um, right. <laughs> so I'm going to do them well and everything, but it's, it's really allowed me the freedom to know that he actually does care about the things that I'm doing, which right. helps a lot. And it so, gives you ownership yeah. of sure. a task, right? Sure. You know, I mean, I think that's a big part is, you know, empowering employees to have ownership of what they're doing. Um, I'm a one man show right now, so I'm not, empowered, yeah. <laughs> I don't get to empower people as much anymore, but I, I do get to work collaboratively with other team members. And like I said, you know, whenever I bring them on, uh, on a project, my goal is to empower them as much as possible. Um, let them know that I'm going to take care of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, really I'm more of a, kind of a servant leader, you know, I think lead by example and then, you know, support to help them get to where they need to be, whether that's bouncing ideas around or, you know, giving suggestions or whatever that is. And then making decisions when they kind of get stuck, making those decisions for them and being Mm -hmm. confident. I think that's a big part of it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I kind of saying with that leading them all the way, it's almost like they can get get to 90% helping them get to that. You know, you providing that extra 10% to kind of take them over the finish line a lot of times helps. Um, But they'll work a lot harder for you in the sense that if you do empower them, give them that option, let them make those decisions. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't like a twist that I was like, well, if I can let Lauren do what she wants, then I can hold her accountable (laughs) even more, you know, that's right. But it is one of those things where it's uh, even me as, I mean, I've managed, you know, 35 people up at one point for sales, uh, salespeople. And it is one of those things where it's like, I, I want you to enjoy coming to work because if you don't, it just makes my life harder, That's you right. know? And so that is one of those things where I want you to buy into it. I want to make sure you're comfortable and happy. 
Um, but that also goes into, especially with the sales piece, like a lot of times the people, the top salespeople were promoted to managers mm-hmm. and they were terrible managers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. And that's something I think old school management is now kind of figuring out. It's like, and especially in the corporate world, it's like those people are not always the best people leaders. You kind of need somebody who actually has those skills, who has empathy, but may, maybe it's not number one every single month on the scorecard. You know, you want to make sure that they actually have a full range of that knowledge, self-awareness, integrity, all the things that can kind of encompass a good leader before you're just promoting them up, you know, and that, that can go for a small business as well. You know, don't just, don't just be pushing your, your people who are the friendliest or maybe the top salespeople or whatever, like make sure you vet them a little bit too, before you kind of put them in that leadership role, because people leave uh, bosses, they don't leave companies. That's right. No, I totally agree. I think I, you know, anybody that ever worked for that, you know, kind of that I felt were confident in allowing me to make decisions, even though they were probably making decisions above <laughs> me eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but whenever you can communicate that to your, you know, the people that are on your team or, you know, that, that you're going to help them and you're confident in the way that they, that basically it's like, I got you, yeah. you know, no if you don't, what. no matter what. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and I, it, it's really important. Um, you know, and I'm going to hold, I'm going to take the accountability for it, but I believe in you to get us to where we need to be. Yeah. Um, so anytime you can get that message across. Yeah. That's awesome. So something that I've seen across of with small business owners, particularly because you're wearing so many hats, Mm -hmm. um, is the difference between a manager and a leader. So, you know, the definition would be more like a manager maintains the status quo. Whereas a leader is casting vision, taking the company to new heights. I think as a small business owner, it can be very easy to default into that managerial role where I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to keep it day by day, my business afloat and everything and fall away from that leader role. But if your business really wants to grow and your employees need a leader, you know, and you can hire a manager any day or day, but leader is more rare. So how have you guys continued to push yourself to be a leader within your industry rather than a manager of your business? So, yeah, I completely agree with you in the fact that you can just hire a manager at any time. Um, I think for myself personally, trying to be, you know, a thought leader in the industry that we're in and trying to push this objective that marketing is not just sales, right? Marketing is a lot of branding and branding yourself and doing it right and serving first and making sure you're putting out value before you're just buy my stuff, right? That's right. that's not the message all the time. Um I think for me, it's it's trying to stay, really trying to stay in the in the game of knowing exactly what's happening because in our business things are changing constantly, right. and so I want to make sure that I am the guy that knows. Hey, Instagram just did this update. Hey, when it comes to LinkedIn or any type of digital marketing, or hey, you know, there's some new different plugins and stuff that are updating on WordPress or WordPress changes policies or what whatever it is. I want to make sure that I am I am up to speed as quickly as possible, so that way we can provide that to our audience, to our clients, to anybody out there. Um, and then also just trying to build a personal brand of like, hey, I want to help you get to that next level. And so trying to be at least a thought leader in that space. And knowledge is a big piece of that of trying to make sure that I'm that I am out there getting as much knowledge as I can. Um, to help. Right. And yeah. So I think that that, at least for me, that's kind of my personal thought uh, when it comes to being a leader, I guess, in the industry. Yeah, I no, I, I agree completely with you, Brian. I think, you know, knowledge and, and continuing education and, you know, whether it's, you know, taking Skillshare classes to improve your, you know, you know, your work, 
whether it, maybe it's your process or maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe something you just want to pick up on and, and, and get around. You know, uh, for me, it's sometimes just going back and just reading kind of the fundamentals of design a little bit. You know, like I, I mentioned earlier, I taught a class and we talked about grids and, and baseline grids and, you know, all the different types. And I was like, wow, you know, some of this stuff I need to refresh on yeah. as, as somebody who is, you know, giving direction to people. Um, at the same time, it's, I think continuing education is a huge part of what a leader does. I think the other thing is last time I was on, we talked about goal setting and I think it's the leader's job is to kind of maintain those goals Mm -hmm. and the vision for them. Right. Um, so I think that's, those are the two things that I think as a leader, you know, accountability, setting goals, maintaining those goals, making sure everybody's on the same path. And then, uh, you know, the way to do that's by through continuing education and learning more and, you know, kind of dissecting your business and the people you work with and, and understanding what works best for those, you know, employees or, or team members individually. Yeah. I mean, that was always my favorite part about projects when they came in was kind of looking at where we were going to take them and then kind of collaborating and putting a team together that I knew like, Hey, this guy's strengths are going to be best put here. And this guy, uh, his best strengths over here. And this girl, she does, she does great on this. So like putting those teams together and really kind of understanding that is, is super important. So I think actually as a leader too, one of the biggest things talking about strengths is knowing what your strengths are and kind of doubling down on that rather than trying to be, to have strength across everything and be Mm -hmm. able to do everything. Well, I think it's where a lot of leaders fail. It's like, well, I can do this and I can do that and I can do this. I can, you're kind of a Jack of all trades and a master of none rather than just saying, Hey, I don't know how to do this. And you as my team member or employee or whatever, you do this really well. How about you just take this and I'll give you that creative freedom. You make it your own. I I know kind of self-awareness, right? I know that I'm good at these things and these are the things that I enjoy. So I'm going to try to get even better at this and leave that stuff to you. And I think a lot of times leaders just try to be the best of everything. Or I say managers, bosses, people in that try to be the best at everything. And I think even in our industry, you can do that too. Rather than just, I mean, honest, honesty is so good be able to even communicate to clients is like, Hey, I'm not really good at that. You're right. asking for this. This is not one of our strengths. And I mean, we can hire out, we can refer you to somebody who is, who is really good at that. We've partnered with them and kind of move it in that direction. I think clients honestly respect that. They're like, rather than just trying to take my money and figure right. it out, like you're actually trying to look out for me and that my money is well spent. And then also too, it doesn't take away from our brain space and our time to try to learn a whole new task. It's like, no, we want you to get the best experience. We're going to refer you to somebody we trust. And that way you don't even have to worry about it. So I think it's being able to know what you're good at, double down on that, and then really outsourcing or referring stuff that you're not good good at. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're always pursuing different skills rather than mastering the one, I mean, it's really going to take away from your leadership role and what people are looking up for you to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's super important. So what would be some tools that you guys might recommend for either growing as a leader or growing within your specific industry? Um, Because we've talked Mm. about good leaders are always continuing their education and trying to be teachable and learning. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, Well, Jeremy hit on one. I mean, Skillshare is fantastic. I mean, there's tons of stuff on there. As as I, I would say this, I would say invest in yourself. So rather than watch random YouTube videos for eight hours, find somebody that you know, like, and trust. They've already kind of built a relationship with that and, and buy their course. Yeah. Right. I mean, just spend a hundred dollars or $300, 500, 700, however, 
1200 5000 we can keep going because they're insane amount of money for some courses. But what I'm saying is if there is something that you you want to learn, I mean, myself, we've, I've recently purchased, you know, several hundred dollar course mm-hmm. and, and it's brought tons of value. It's one of those things where I'm sure all these answers are out there and probably on a blog somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I now it's it's easily uh, consumable whenever they put it in. Of course, they put, they put the time and effort into it to make sure that you have a great experience and walk away with the knowledge. Invest in yourself, I think, right off the bat. And courses are the best way to do that. And kind of goes along with the Skillshare. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I've never done any courses, but I'm mm-hmm. constantly reading or yeah. watching or following people that are that I kind of look at as leaders and kind of what are their thoughts and what's their process and what do they do? Um, and kind of trying to apply that to my own life or my own team that I'm putting together. Uh, I think anything, anytime you, you have to open yourself up, right. To a lot of different scenarios. Uh, you have to be able to understand the people that you work for, the people that you work with, mm-hmm. um, what your goals are. Uh, I think you said identifying strengths on your team is really important. Identifying areas that you're not as, you know, that you don't feel like you're as strong in, can you get stronger in those? You can work at it. Sure. But you yeah. also need to be able to kind of let go and say, Hey, you know what? You can do this better than I can take it over. Um, so yeah, I think the kind of self-identifying being self-aware is a big part, but at the same time, you know, constantly open yourself up to new, new opportunities, whether that's, you know, in other fields or open yourself up to um, kind of new experiences. And, you know, just, I think a lot of ways that you learn is by, actually doing things yeah, right yeah. and i think constantly trying to push yourself to do new things or try new things um whether that's through courses or um just kind of reading you know yeah. books or whatever um you know aiga is a great reference um for designers and what i do they have a great leadership you know conference and their blog's really great and lots of empathy and empowerment through them so i would say that that's a big part of what i do and read i read a lot of their stuff but at the same time uh you know, just being open, I yeah. think, is a big part of being a good leader. You hit and, on conferences. I mean, that's yeah. that's a huge conferences. Piece of it too, yeah. right? I really enjoy conferences. You gain a lot of knowledge from that, but then also you meet a lot of people. I mean, we've worked with people and that that we met at conferences. You know, it's just one of those things that, um, yeah, investing in yourself and those types of things, and investing even a little bit to you know, kind of honestly get get more knowledge, get more value um, out of who you who you look up to. So it's always a thing. It's like, if you want to be skinny, do what skinny people do, you know, <laughs> don't know what they, yeah, well, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, I mean, in general, it's kind of like, you want to be rich, do what rich people do. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, you want to follow those people that you, that you really value, um, their life, you know, or respect what they're doing in the industry sure. and kind of model that. So I think it's great. Thanks so much, Jeremy, for being with us today. I mean, obviously some words of wisdom, which we appreciate always, always, yeah. man. Hopefully I got it right this time. Yeah, I think so. Third time. Third it's time. Charm, yeah, man. I got it. Absolutely. I got it. I got it. Absolutely. So, um, and then obviously if you guys have any questions or comments, all the show notes are going to be on gorogax.com. Um, we're always looking to engage with you. And, and if there are resources or ideas that you have that, uh, you know, we're, we're always looking to learn to be better leaders uh, in our industry as well. So make sure you guys send that to us. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. Thanks, Lauren, for leading the conversation. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.
Okay, and we're back for the rapid fire round. Da da da. What do you have for us, Lauren? Hey, what was your favorite band ten years ago? Goodness, I don't want to answer this. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> you don't have a favorite band ten oh, years ago. I do. <laughs> he doesn't want to. I don't. Metallica. Oh, see, that's so good. I mean, Metallica has been great forever, and they were uh, definitely my favorite band ten years ago. They might. They're still my favorite band today. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's classic. Man. It is what so it good. is. So good. Does Metallica ever go out? No, never. I, so we were having this conversation with somebody not too long ago about Metallica and how they have adapted through yeah. the years, how they've taken heat, yeah. and they always kind of come out of it. And you're like, man, that was, that was good stuff. It's a good album. You know, yeah. it's just always just classic, just good stuff. They kind of keep a core of who they are. So, yeah. okay, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with, okay, don't look at me. <laughs> 20 years ago, it would have been really bad. But 10 years ago, it was uh, August Burns Red, so it's still in the metal scene, right? Yeah. Um, I was pretty pretty heavy into uh, August Burns Red. So saw them quite a few times, yes. listened to them quite a bit every single day. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. I would be interested, like who, like, who was at the top of the charts 10 years ago? Yeah. Like on this day, you know, when they do that. Like, <laughs> we should have had that prepared. Yeah. Why don't you have that prepared? I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I don't have my headphones, so I've lost so, yeah. Black Eyed Peas, was that L-M-A-F-A-M-O? That it. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Metallica was an easy answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's, it's 20 years ago. Yeah. It's still my favorite. Yeah. Limp Bizkit was by far 20 years ago for me. <laughs> <Limp Bizkit>. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Or P.O.D. I, yeah. Can, yeah, I can bring it back around. Turn that hat backwards, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I no lie, I had a red Yankees cap that was yes, the did. black. Light. I actually had a couple of Yankees caps. I wasn't even a Yankees fan, but because Fred Durst, wore it, he was a Yankees fan. I'm terrible. not coming back on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about baseball. Who's your uh, Who's your baseball team? Baseball team, yeah, major. League. Oh man, you know. I like the Red Sox. I like the Red Sox. Really? Okay. Yeah, probably because the last two years my little league team has been the Red Sox, uh, yeah. and they have that. been attendees. So yeah, you know, former hog. I mean, I'm I'm not like yeah. I don't have like a pro baseball team. I would say if they were playing, so I took my boys to watch the Royals and the Red Sox. Oh, that's cool. Which was really cool. Yeah. That was I guess two weeks ago. Um, nice. Yeah. So the boys are Royals fans because the Naturals yeah. and. Uh, I was a Red Sox fan just because I didn't really ever have a team. So I was like, man, I'll pick, I'll vote. You just one. I'll go with those guys. Yeah, as well. Love baseball. Just yeah, don't do the pro stuff. It's understandable. Big hog fan though, right? Love baseball. the hogs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Lauren. Ten years ago, it would either be Coldplay or Snow Patrol. Snow, Snow Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have so many. I can't what do they all sing? The comment, all, everything is. You don't Snow, know it. I know Snow Patrol, but I can't think of what they sing. Like the chasing cars. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, my gosh. That's I just remember the. Just that guy run, just running. Yeah. What was the video where he is laying and they're doing an overhead shot and he's just laying down singing? That's one of their videos. I thought like, it was chasing cars. Is it chasing yeah, cars? Their most famous one? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. Well, Snow they didn't Patrol. last 10 years. That's true. Wait, who was the... No, they're still going. No, no, no. No, they, they're no, not. No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, she's like, <laughs> they were my favorite that? band, okay? I would know whether or not they're still I mean... Going. When's the last time you saw them in concert? Oh, I've never seen them in concert. That, that's exactly. What I'm they're not around. <laughs> they're not around. <laughs> okay. We'll look so I think <laughs> the lead singer was from another band. I would not know. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway. Coldplay's a good one, though. Yeah. 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 Martin, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, solid, yeah. Solid pick there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thanks for that. 
<laughs> All right, you ready for your second one? Let's do it. This is not too rapid. This is just kind of <laughs> slow going. All right. What are you reading right now? Well, mm. not in this moment, but what is a book that you've recently read? Yeah. Well, it can be blog article if you aren't reading a book. No, no. This, this is always a good one. So I'm actually, I was reading um, how, to, how to start small and stay small when it comes to like scaling a startup. Oh, nice. Uh, it's actually a book for developers who are, doing startups, uh, but I'm not a developer. And so they talk a lot, a lot about that. It's super boring, but, uh, that was a uh, book that I was reading at the beach. So I'm going to say it's currently what I'm reading. Yeah. I don't read books <laughs> a lot. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last book I read. <laughs> I mean, I do, I read a ton of design blogs. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm always kind of on design inspiration or yeah, AIGA yeah. or, um, you know, Beyonce has a good blog. A- any of the design blogs, I'm always kind of frequenting those. Yeah. yeah. Um, but favorite books, go-to man, that you have favorite go-to like designer guy blog or woman that you, oh, man. you know, I don't really have a favorite. I mean, design, I have favorite designers. I don't really yeah. have a favorite designer blog that I can think of. I just kind of, whatever is out there that I frequent, you know, I get yeah. some newsletters and stuff from some guys. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, man, I don't, I don't do a bunch of reading <laughs> on the book side. My wife, she's oh, going to be very disappointed in me. She can read yeah. a book. The other night, actually, it's funny. Cause like we were, uh, laying there and, uh, laying in bed and she was reading and I was like, I don't know what I was doing, but I was like reading the book that she was reading. Yeah. And, she reads so fast. <laughs> That's what I thought. Cause like, I'm like half a page in and she's like flipping it to the next one. I'm like, wow, like you read really fast. I should totally read more, but you um, should. besides the good book, uh, <laughs> good book. Uh, that's probably That's the, the only la- one that matters. That's the only one that matters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, some magazines, maybe some D ducks unlimited stuff or wildfowl. Uh, yeah, there you I go. read a lot of like outdoor blogs and, and that nice. type of stuff too. So, um, mostly blogs, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Okay. I should read that's more. Good. Somebody gave me a book there. I can't think of the name of it, but <laughs> Harry Potter. Sitting on my desk. <laughs> Sorcerer's I'll get to it eventually. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm reading that book for Book Club, which is the romantic Indian uh, comedy. Yeah. Yes, it's called Teenage Drama Comedy. There's something about yeah. Sweetie. Yeah. Oh, if goodness. you know me, I am I am not a girly girl, so that title is really hard for me. But um, so, but another book I am reading is The Past Between Us. So it's an Enneagram book. Of course. Of course it is. Calling me out. So, but, okay, it's not just be like, oh, I think it's super cool. Really, like, my degree is in communication, and so I really am passionate about learning how to be a better communicator with all different types of personalities, Mm -hmm. as well as my husband has a rather unique personality. (laughs) (laughs) And it is super challenging sometimes because we are so opposite that actually, like, Myers-Briggs and even the Enneagram say, like, these two personalities don't mix very well. And the Myers-Briggs said they shouldn't be in a romantic relationship. (laughs) No. But we're defying it. So. Right. <laughs> Fight the power. Right. But anyways, right. it's been a really good book to learn more about communication strategies um, and really having more respect and sympathy for the way other personalities work. And it's just given me a lot more compassion for people um, mm-hmm. rather than being like, you're a jerk and you're weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just more understanding that it's just they see the world in such a different perspective. And yeah. so that's why I'm reading this book. Um, and it's been really helping me um, just have a better open 
mind toward people. Um, and I think also as my role as a project manager, when I'm working with other people to understand how they, they function. Nice. So. Mm, wow, that, was, that was really deep. was. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy reads duck, duck blogs. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I can tell you what the comedy. waterfowl forecast for next year looks like, <laughs> but that's awesome. Don't do too much in the relationship pairing department. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Steph. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Always. We're out. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.